listener production. Why did our share market have its second worst day of the year? And find out what could move our markets next week. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 7th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura, happy Friday. Happy Friday. It was anything but happy Friday today, it though, wasn't, to be honest. It wasn't a happy day on the share market. Pretty big declines. Very big. One of the worst of the year. One of, yes. Three days of losses. Three straight days, yes. I'll keep reverse... some of the stats. I'm going to keep some of the, we'll keep some of the stats <laughs> for later so on. so <laughs> many stats today. So we saw the market decline 121 points, 1.7%. Very, very steep. It hit 7,042 points. So in percentage terms, worst day in four months. Mm-hmm. We closed at our lowest levels in three months. That's that 7042. And we had our worst week since September last year. Yeah, so nine and a half months. We have to go back to, to find a week where we've had a bigger decline, mm. 2.2% lower. So we are barely in positive territory this year. Do you know we're only up 0.05% or three and a half points this calendar year? So we'll see what happens. Last year, for those who don't remember, we were down roughly 5.5% over the course of the year. And what drove these declines today? Well, today was all about the the US because mm-hmm. last night there was an update in the United States on jobs growth. Tonight, there's going to be an even more influential mm. one on jobs growth. But yesterday was a report that showed they're basically stronger hiring in the United States than expected, a surprisingly strong number for private sector jobs. In fact, the most that they've had in over a year. So this really spooked investors because if this trend continues, it could just mean even more rate hikes in America. So they're going to make a decision on rates in roughly two and a half weeks in the US. That's almost certain they're they're going to be lifting rates. Mm -hmm. And the market thinks there'll be maybe another one. That was before we had this data out. So now there could be even more. The more rate hikes we get, the more likely a recession is and the more that hurts markets. So that was a reason why we had shares not only in the US, but in Europe, in Australia, and in other countries doing poorly today. And that was coupled with service data that came out as well, which was hotter than expected. So both of those, tonight we have another update on jobs, which could rattle markets even further. I mean, markets were already expecting that we're going to get at least two more rate hikes in Jerome Powell's words, Mm -hmm. but now it looks like potentially even more after that. So we thought we were going to maybe be approaching the end, but now it's looking like it's going to be an even longer road. So that really spooked investors today. And that's why we saw those massive, massive declines. Yeah. And what happens in from one central bank, especially with like the Fed in the US, which is the, you know, the biggest economy in the world, that can impact how flow on effects mm. to other countries. And we're a bit behind when it comes to the process of lifting interest rates compared to the US. So we look to other countries to see what might happen here as well. Yeah, it might be a bit of follow the leader here. So that's why our markets as well dropped quite significantly today, thinking that the RBA might follow the lead of the US as well. Looking at sectors today, we saw all sectors falling quite heavily. They were quite broad based. It was quite even losses throughout all of the sectors. Utilities did the least worst. They were down 0.7 of a percent. All the rest down between 1% and 2.6%. Property was the worst, of course, the most interest rate sensitive sector. Yeah, exactly. So tech, consumer discretionary, those retailers, Mm. property, you know, these were areas that really struggled 
more than than most. How about over the course of the, the week? Over the course of the week, declines all round except for utilities, which lifted 0.6%. Tech was worst over the week, closely followed by healthcare, consumer discretionary with those retail stocks. I mean, you know, 10 of the 11 sectors fell over the week. Yeah, so a rough week all round. If we look at some of the, the key stocks that caught our eye today, Regis was obviously top of the list, wasn't it? As well, far as winners go. In fact, there was only eight of the 200 stocks that ended higher today. So eight of the ASX 200 mm-hmm. stocks ended higher today. The rest, so if you're going through the winners list, you get to number eight and then you get to flat and then you get to declines yeah. in the winners list, which is doesn't happen very often. So Regis Resources was the best day. It was up 1.6% after announcing a record year of gold production. Yeah, and it's the ninth largest pure gold play on the ASX, so the company that only does involve with gold mining, essentially. So some pretty strong numbers coming out there. Also, Elders received a bit of attention. This is the agribusiness. This is after essentially naming and appointing a permanent chief financial officer, which gives it some certainty. So they had this CFO in place as an, in an acting position since August, but he's been working with the group since 2004. So it has a lot of experience with Elders. Imugene is another company. We're going to keep hearing about this company as they keep making progress with their cancer study. So there's about a year to go in that cancer study, given that they they said it will take about two years. If So that's if they stick to the plan. Today, they made a further progress in its cancer treatment study, given that no serious adverse reactions had been observed by the patients that they've already dosed with the treatment. They'll now proceed to dose more patients, which is good news, but its shares ended flat today. And I guess when you're trying to cure cancer, it perhaps um, is a reason why we keep hearing about them. Exactly. It's important. It's very important. It is. And there were quite a few significant losers. Pinnacle Investment was one of them. It fell about 5%. So this is a company that manages funds, a fund manager specifically in the property sector. Biggest fall in about 15 weeks for the company. Came out with an update as some other fund managers have in recent days. And it basically said that things are a bit tough at the moment. And it's finding it quite difficult to attract new money to its funds management business. So it really tumbled today. Aris Resources was another one. This is looking into the all odds, so the the top 500 stocks. It's an Australian copper, gold and zinc miner. They fell after withdrawing its earnings guidance for the financial year due to production problems at two of its mines in Queensland. We saw its shares fall 16.3%, the second worst on the all odds. Worth mentioning as well, Afterpay's parent block was the worst on the ASX 200 today, down 5.5%. Paladin Energy was another one declining after announcing it wasn't able to secure the sale of its Canadian joint venture. So it now retains 75% interest in that joint venture after making its best efforts to try and sell it entirely. But apparently there were no offers received that it considered acceptable. Shares down 2.7% today. And as well, Fisher & Paykel paid its dividend of 21.17 cents today. Okay. So we've covered off the, the day, the week when it comes to sectors. Let's look at the week for stocks and some of the best and worst performers. So really top of the list? Costa. Costa Group. This is a fruit and and veggie grower, 20% higher over the week because it received a $1.6 billion takeover offer from a US private equity firm. We also had Silver Lake Resources doing quite well over the week. It came out with some quarterly results a few days ago. And United Malt Group was another big winner after agreeing to a takeover offer from a French group, Monterie Soufflé. So recommended that deal. There were quite a few losers, quickly rattling them off. Magellan, that fund manager, down in the order of close to 10% over the week. It had another drop 
in the amount of money it's managing. So 65% fall in funds under management in two years. PEXA, which does a lot of stuff when it comes to settling properties, had a major spike in volumes and it had a pretty rough week. And also Star made changes to its board, the casino operator, and AMP lost a class action. Had a pretty rough day too. Worst performer okay. overall, AMP. Yep. How about some of the key drivers of the week? Well, we had a lot happening this week, as we do every week. So, of course, Monday was the first day of a new week, month, quarter, <laughs> half, and financial year. So we started off pretty good on Monday. On Tuesday, the RBA left rates on hold, which kept the market quite buoyant. Mm. Wednesday, it yep. started sort of going downhill from here. So we had some updates from China on Wednesday and Thursday services data and also on Thursday mentioned some concerns about its ability to repay its property debt. So that really rattled markets yesterday. And then today, of course, we saw those big declines on the back of what happened over in the US. Exactly right. And on Monday as well, when we had a a strong start, one of the reasons was inflation data out of the US last Friday, Mm. which showed, which was encouraging. It showed that prices had dropped a bit more and the market seemed to drop. And then you're right, we just continued with that positive momentum early. So I think what that highlights is how quickly things are changing, right? So we can get an improvement one day when there's an update showing that inflation's dropped or that jobs are going backwards and they're close to you know being at the peak of rate hikes. And then very quickly, a couple of days later, if you get an update showing that there's really significant jobs growth and rates aren't working, markets are going in the other direction. So that's something that we're going to have to keep battling through, I think, in the, in the weeks and months ahead as well. Absolutely. So really important drivers there. So looking at tonight, of course, those jobs figures that are going to come out of the US could move our markets on Monday mm-hmm. already. Very, very important. So we already sort of know what direction they might be going on. And that could that could actually be interesting. It could go in either direction, really, because we've had two big declines here in Australia. If we do get jobs data tonight that shows the reverse of the private sector figures last night. That could confuse markets a bit, but Mm -hmm. wouldn't be overly surprising if you get a bit of a bounce potentially on Monday, if that happens, maybe. There's never a guarantee with how we we all react to this, but um, that's one to watch. There's absolutely not. If we look at Australia over next week, we have lots of data coming out. We have data on household spending, consumer confidence, business surveys, Mm -hmm. inflation expectations as well. But the key event will be the RBA's governor's speech on Wednesday. And especially with what's happening in the US, we mm-hmm. will see if he'll, he gives any you know further hints as to what might happen with interest rates down the track. In the US, lots to look out for. There will be actually quickly with the RBA governor's speech. Right now, the market is pricing in a 50% chance of a rate hike in August. So a lot's going to depend on what happens with inflation at the end of the month. But markets are kind of at the moment thinking, okay, they've paused this month. What are they going to do next month? The Fed's raised. I mean, what are they going to do in coming weeks? So that's going to be very important. And you're right, the US is going to have a really big week. An update on inflation Wednesday night is going to be probably the big market mover in the second half of the week. Definitely. And then also we've got quite a few profit results coming through as well. So the start of the US Reporting season, season. very exciting stuff. And of course, we'll have a lot of content being created around the US earnings season. So make sure you keep up to date with it on Instagram. Yeah. So in the US, companies, they release profit results every quarter. Mm -hmm. And here in Australia, we tend tend to do it every half. And we're also in that kind of confession season, what they call it here in Australia. So we get our profit reporting season in August, but heading into that the weeks uh, prior, companies can come out and just kind of warn investors what might be to come. So 
could be some unexpected announcements coming through too. Some important things coming out of China next week as well. So we have China's inflation data. Of, of course, they don't have an inflation data unlike many other countries around the globe, but still important to see. We have international trade and new home prices coming out as well out of China. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's probably it as far as real major market movers. There will be some interest rate decisions, one New in Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand's interesting because it's kind of way ahead of many other economies and central banks. So it started raising interest rates in late 2021. You know, we didn't raise rates until May last year. So we might look to them to see what they decide to do, but the expectation is they'll keep rates on hold. Just to mention with New Zealand as well. So they're in a technical recession at the moment because they've seen their economy declining for the past two quarters. So that's important to note as well. So I hope they're expecting a pause there, but we'll see what happens. And then in Canada, yes, as you were mentioning. Yeah. And that's going to be the same night. So Wednesday night, we'll see what happens in Canada. They're expected to keep rates on hold too. So plenty Mm. to keep you all very excited for the new week ahead. Mm. Plenty things to move markets next week. So it's going to be another massive week. That's right. And we'll see if we can bounce back from this (laughs) difficult week, I think you would. You could say. Maybe have some mimosas over the weekend. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and just relax until we get into the new week. It's going to be a big one. Sounds good. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll catch you back here next week. Ciao, ciao. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.